Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And, uh, well, they, uh, they did it. Ten, ten in a row, man. Yeah. Ten in a row, and that was the last... Oh, crap. I had it down. I think the last time was 2003. Yeah, I thought it was 2004. It may be 2004. I tweeted it out, and now I can't remember. And I, for, I forgot. I was going to look it up. Um, but that that was at Indiana, so. Last time Indiana beat Michigan, right? Oh, Correct. yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying 10 wins. Last time, oh. uh, 10 wins okay. in a row. Oh, all right. I get where so. you're coming. Right. Yep. Yeah, yep. and I, I had it. I tweeted it out, and I totally forgot to uh, do that. Yeah, you're not doing your homework, man. No, I did it. I just left my home. I'm the kid that shows up to uh, school and says, oh, I did my homework, but I left at home. I promise I did, and it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. Ten wrote, I mean, that's pretty incredible. That's great. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, it was... Uh, it's a streak that continue that can continue, but we're going to uh, we're going to get into that next episode. Right. And uh, before we get too far in everything, we cannot forget uh, to do our new continued. It's what everybody's raving about, not really, but we enjoy it. Our did you know? And Craig, yeah. did you have one for this one, or you kind of do? Okay, yeah. I didn't know if you did because I, I got I had one ready, but. So, all right. You can Shoot, go for it. Let's do two if you want. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. I, I just couldn't remember whose turn it was. So, Well, I just got – it's interesting because I was just kind of going throughout my day, and then one of my sons said it to me, and I went – or actually, no. Actually, it was uh, – we we were hosting a kind of a get-together, and then a friend of mine said it, and I couldn't believe it. And they said, do you know what holiday or what day we have a holiday – that we drink the most. <laughs> okay, so the like, holiday that we drink the most. Yeah, what day do we drink the most? Like what Americans or people drink the most? Oh, is it is it on a holiday or is it like yeah. a, Okay. Um I of course I'm sure everybody wants to say probably New Year's, but um right. let's go with Actually, it's not a it's not a ho- it's a day. Like you could actually just pick a day. And say what day there's most people, you know. Oh, throughout. day of the week? Yeah, or just day out of the whole entire year. There's one day that people drink the most. Is it the day before Thanksgiving? Oh, good job. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo. It's true. I thought maybe it would be like, yeah. There you go. Give yourself I, a. But, you know, I thought it would be like St. Patrick's Day or, new, like you said, New Year's or Eve. Or Cinco de Mayo. Right, right. But... It's the day of Thanksgiving that you do. I went, no way. I'm, and you think about it, I'm going, I don't. <laughs> yeah, so wait, is it the day of Thanksgiving or the day before? The day before Thanksgiving. Thanks, you know. So yeah. Thanksgiving is going to be on Thursday. It's so Wednesday. Wednesday night. Yeah. 
crazy. Huh? I, I think I heard, uh, I kind of heard something like that because I remember hearing at one time, this, this I feel is more common knowledge that, is it the Wednesday or the Tuesday before Thanksgiving is the most traveled day out of the year too? I oh. think it's probably Wednesday. Um, right. But so that kind of doesn't surprise me. I think I may have heard that. So I kind of may have spoiled it. Um, I, I think I may have heard that because um, I recall a conversation about how everybody comes back for Thanksgiving or, you know, people come back around. I know they kind of do it with Christmas and everything, too, but right. people always come back around Thanksgiving, so it's really popular to get together. It's easier to get together the night before Thanksgiving than it would be Christmas Eve. Right. So right, exactly. people get together, and they're like, hey, I'm going to be in town for Thanksgiving. Let's go to the bar and stuff like that. So we were trying to come up with, like, why that's the reason that that's the most. And, and that on top of everyone flying to go right. home you know probably airport bars and things like that so yeah and you're right it's maybe it's you know like me i don't think my wife wants to cook the day of christmas christmas uh, thanksgiving day you know you kind of go out you want to like go get something to eat you really don't want to cook make you know make more dirty dishes you want to oh, just yeah. chill out that's what my wife likes to do she's like well i'm not cooking <laughs> i have to cook a whole <laughs> gigantic meal the next day so but yeah, that's kind of interesting. That's I never would have guessed that. But and I know it's not. Uh, wait, actually, hold on. Is it? I gotta look something up real quick because it might be uh, part of this conversation. Oh yeah, it's pro. Because um, I couldn't remember if it was an every year thing. I thought it was an every year thing. It's probably also a bunch of Lions fans just getting ready for the game next day. To be all drunk and passed out by the time game starts, so they don't have to witness something terrible. Right. Uh, yeah. Even though that was not the case today, but still. Yeah. There you go. So. We're, we want to talk about football here, but we don't want to talk. Uh, we're not here to talk Lions football. So let's go ahead, uh, and then we'll step over to uh, start talking about the Indiana-Michigan breakdown. Right. Yes, as we said, 10 in a row for Michigan. So they were able to uh, get it done on senior day. Uh, it was a little, it was a weird first half. Man, I tell you, that song, that little riff you played, perfect yeah. for what's, it's grungy and it's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're getting now with that. <laughs> right. Perfectly well played song for that game, man. Uh, <sighs> a yeah. lot of questionable stuff with that, which I'm sure that we will get into here and everything. Uh, yeah. Just quickly to touch base, we have a voicemail uh, that we'll probably go ahead and start off with. But I do want to say before we play it, uh, just to refresh everyone, uh, the final was 31 to 20 Michigan, uh, and then at halftime it was actually 17 to 15. Uh, Indiana over Michigan. Uh, very, you know, interesting dynamics for the game. Uh, first half ended in a weird way and all that. So we will discuss all things, but I do want to make sure that we uh, share this voicemail. And quickly before we do, 
I'll mention that if you if anybody is listening and wants to get a say thoughts predictions whatever about the Ohio State game for our preview episode you have until 10 o'clock Tuesday night to call and leave us a voicemail about your thoughts on the upcoming Ohio State game and that's all we're going to really do about talk about the Ohio State game uh, so let's go ahead and uh, listen here. It's actually kind of an interesting thing here real quick with this phone call because um, uh, it's our regular caller, Stephen, uh, calls in just about every uh, every week, every episode. Uh, he called twice, and his first voicemail was about the Ohio State game, and he went back and talked about the Indiana game. So that will make a little bit more sense when he says, hey, this is my second call. So <laughs> here we go. Hey, fellas, it was my second call. I actually forgot to mention some things earlier. This is about Indiana. I mean, you know, I, I watched some clips of, of their coach and the lack of human decency displayed by this man. Now, I know you want to beat Michigan. I know some of those guys probably wanted to go to Michigan. Then again, maybe some of them didn't. But to go out there and purposely try and injure players, that's just weird. Like that, you know, I don't understand. If, if Michigan did that, I'd be all over the players that did it. And I'm pretty sure Coach Harbaugh would, and the staff would address it accordingly. But if you're a program like Indiana, if you're that desperate for attention, if you're that desperate for wins, then, I mean, maybe you need to find some players that don't mind, you know, losing with dignity or doing better at winning. Like, get some players that are actually good. Um that was just odd. Like that, you know. Thankfully, Chase is okay, but man, that's just that's weird. Like, I don't understand it. I don't understand why they why they tried to do that. I also don't understand the officiating. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I just don't get a lot of stuff. The officials, like they just they just. I don't know. It it it's not gonna help. Like Michigan is too good. That's not gonna. That's not gonna be be an issue in Ohio. It shouldn't be an issue at all. But I, I, I wonder if they realize that these are these are people's kids out there. These are young men. They have mothers and fathers and family members. A lot of them are trying to make it to the NFL. Or I, I, I wonder if they if they will let their children be done like that. Like Jim Delaney, he he needs to go. There are too many scandals that have happened in the Big Ten in the last year and a half, two years. He needs to go anyway because he's a trash commissioner. Uh, we know his darling Ohio State's not going to do anything this year. The guy's just, the guy's just a garbage human being. Period. Um, I, I hope that, I hope they get rid of him eventually because, you know, uh, just, just a lot of stuff culminated, culminated with the fact that he, you know, he still holds a grudge against Michigan for what he and Bo Schimbeckler went through. But, I mean, this, it's just weird. I, I had to say this. Indiana, man, they, I mean, I hope Michigan beats them by 40 for the rest of the time that coach is there. That's not cool. A lot of those kids, I mean, and Mike Hart being, I, I hope he said something. He's a Wolverine no matter what. But, man, that was just that was just crazy, uncalled for. And if it was Michigan, I'd be, I'd, I'd be just as upset, probably more, because you know better. You don't try to injure people on purpose. You know, I mean, I hope that kid gets suspended or something, man, because it, it, it happens too much. Like, football is a violent game, but it doesn't have to be dirty. That's all I got, man. But that that wasn't cool. That that wasn't cool at all. And and something needs to be done about that. And something needs to be said too. All right, Stephen. Thank you so much for that call. Appreciate it. And uh, like I said, we will have your uh, voicemail saved there for the uh, when we do the preview for Ohio State. So 
Yeah, so uh, just as you started off with Craig, uh, Stephen got into it too, just uh, some of the uh, simply put questionable but as commonly labeled dirty things that we saw transpire on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we'll go ahead and get it done here early, talk about it, discuss it, and that, um, and then break down the game and everything. Uh, your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, let's just, I guess we could just kind of segue into the initial, you know, let's not talk about the playing on the field by both teams, but let's get into what I personally thought throughout the game and kind of summarized as the game is. There's kind of three things that I kind of play during this game, and I noticed was the coach, like Steven said, was usually the coach and the players, as we know with Michigan State, um, being similar to that is where it, the coach, the players are a reflection of the coach at times. And when they play dirty or they're doing certain things, it's like, that's what I usually see. So yeah, I get why he would say Tom Allen's got a lot to do with it. Um, and that's kind of how, what I saw, but then there's another factor in this that, um, you almost got to bring up is I, I thought the refs in this game, let a lot go on throughout this first half. And then into the second half, they let a lot slide and it got to them to a point to where they're like, Hey, if you're not going to call anything, then we're going to do cheap shots. And that's what I saw during this game. This, especially when it got to the point to where um, the Indian player actually did kick the ball with uh, two seconds left. So the ref couldn't pick it up and put it back and say, Hey, you know what? The ref could have easily set, stopped the game penalized Indiana for that and that player and said, Hey, you know what? Put two seconds back on the clock and done that. And we could have kicked the field goal, but we didn't. That's a bad thing by the ref. And it's a bad cheap. That's a cheap shot. We're talking dirty. And we say dirty. I don't mean you're actually pile driving players into the ground. I'm talking about the Bush league kind of plays like that, that when you're kicking the ball, just so Michigan can't get a chance to, uh, spike the ball and get a uh, field goal out of it. It's, it's just Bush League. And then, obviously, you get uh, some of those Indiana players that literally I saw, and I saw it with Chase Winovich when he got hurt, and I saw it with uh, Rashawn Gary, is this taking a defensive player down onto the ground, and then you drive him again into the ground. And, and that's what you saw. You saw another hit, almost laying a boom on him. And that's what hurt uh, Chase Winovich, and it, they did it to Gary, and it's pretty clear. And then, obviously, watching uh, Berkeley Ever- Edwards just get—he's lucky he was—he's lucky he wasn't killed or something happened to him because that was just egregious. Um, yeah, the guy got kicked out, but that's—that's that's just one of the worst hits I've ever seen. And he's lucky um, he didn't get uh, suspended more or. Um, I don't know about the coach or something like that, but um, to me, I thought the whole game was kind of played dirty, and I thought it started with the refs, and the refs should have start stopped it from the very beginning, and they didn't. So. Yeah, no, the it was bad all around. Um, I'll try to go, I guess, chronologically with the game, even though I can't remember exactly how or the specific steps that I took and everything. Uh, there was some other stuff that came out with uh, footage from the game where uh, Chase Winovich stepped on, uh, actually, I think it was 72, the one that uh, pile-drived him. 
Yeah. Um, he stepped on his leg when they were getting up from a play. Uh, you can go out there. You can watch it. It looks uh, – you cannot tell for sure with the intent of it, like if he was looking specifically to try to step on him or not. Uh, it's definitely questionable. Does not look good. I don't really like. I don't like it because uh, I mean, from all around, I don't like doing things about where you're putting the risk of injuring a player and things like that. So it doesn't look good. I don't like it if an Indiana player did it. I don't like it. The fact that Chase did it again can't completely come to uh, come to say if it was on purpose or not. Either way, I don't like it. Right. We'll start off with that. Um, but around that same time, too, was when 72 for Indiana was uh, – yeah, he did it. I thought maybe he did it uh, more than once, but uh, he did the uh, – he sh- pushed Winovich out of the way. Yeah, sure. And then him. after he went down, he you, – you can easily tell in the footage. They pushed him down. The 72 wasn't going to fall, wasn't anything. He was standing up, and then he went ahead and continued forward and essentially tackled him. On the yeah. ground. Yeah, pretty um, much on the ground, right. Yeah, he he had the ability to stop and everything, and it was easy to see. So, same thing with that. I, I thought that was ridiculous, and they, they should address it. They should do something because the fact that there were multiple things that happened. I heard also that somebody was saying some other stuff that happened in the game. Uh, I didn't see actual video of it, but they were talking about a couple other instances there was just too much of it for it just to be, you know, coincidental or whatever you want to call it. But uh, And then also you mentioned what happened with Rashawn Gary and everything like that. But um, so, like you said, coaching – and then even with what the coach said after the game. Yeah. He didn't really say anything. He was essentially – Right. Uh, gosh, I kind of wish I had it. But uh, what was it? I, did he call it a dirty game or, you know – uh, he said something about playing dirty and just like kind of brush it off, kind of like you know you got to play this game tough. Yeah, and it's just like no, dude. If and okay, fine, fine from the standpoint of okay, maybe give him a second because he hasn't seen it because obviously a sideline view is completely different. But if he doesn't come out and say something, well, it's it's already end of day Sunday. He hasn't come out and said anything the next day to be like, hey, we did not condone what the players did. Right. They did something they were not supposed to. If he comes out and says something tomorrow, hey, kudos to him. Fine. But, yeah, there was not a lot of sympathy on his side from the fact that multiple Michigan players got injured on yeah. questionable plays. But also, and of course, I don't know. if uh, Well, then, it actually, I should take this back because – He's already shown what he thinks of it because people have shown what he has liked on Twitter. Did you yep. see that? Oh, yeah. So I'm sorry. I, I forgot about that. Let me take back what I said. No room of excuse for him. He's right. siding with his players. He does not care. Even if he knows and has seen the footage or not, which he probably has since he was on Twitter, mm-hmm. it's trash. I totally forgot about that. He's being trash about it. He's yeah, just go, garbage. Go there and look at what are some of the things that you know he's liked and tweeted, retweeted, you'd go, wow, you know what? This guy's kind of a Bush League coach, man. He wants to play dirty. And yeah. and to me, I was like, wow, you're kidding me. He, he's a, a re- reflection of the what the players are doing, 
and sounds like he's okay with it. So, yeah, no. So forget what I said. No excuses for him. He didn't say anything today. If if he wanted to save any face with any of this, he would have come out and said something today, but he didn't. So right. he just total crapshoot trash. Like you said, Bush League, really pathetic on his part. And I'll, I'll say this because uh, before I go any further, I know that there are issues with the Michigan fans too that will get going and say things that a majority of the fan base doesn't agree with. But there was also the footage of the Indiana fan in the stands at the game when Winovich was injured, cheering. Yeah, trying to get everybody else to cheer. Yeah. So good job, good job for the face of Indiana. Of course, nobody's going to really care a whole lot. I mean, the officials didn't even really care what was going on in the game a whole lot, which we'll uh, get to that here in a second too. But yeah, just uh, nobody's going to really care a whole lot because it was against Michigan and everybody feels like Michigan gets privileges, blah, blah, whatever. But Indiana, I feel like next year is going to be an interesting game. Because well, I mean, they're pissed. I've lost respect for him. I mean, I really have. I thought you and I would probably have this mutual respect for Indiana, the way they play. They always play Michigan tough. They played us very, very well in this game, and they didn't need any of this. But because um, they could have came out and just said, "Hey, man, Mich- Indiana's playing us tough. They're doing a great job," and left it at that. But it's sh- over. It's shadowed by this dirty way of trying to win and try to get ahead or whatever you're trying to do like you know trying to kick the ball out of their hand just so you know get something so little stuff like that this bush league dirt trying to injure players is just kind of it's too bad because indiana is actually a better team than i thought they were uh when they played us and now you look at that and they're just like me i go well you know what there's next year and don brown won't forget it so. yeah and I don't necessarily take problem. Yeah, it was obnoxious. Problem with the way the coach acted at the end of the, at the end of the first half. Plus, from the fact that uh, I don't know if he, you know, it was a planned thing about kicking the ball or anything, or if he was even aware of it. I don't ever. I've never really been. Yeah, I know it's a little over the top. Pat Fitzgerald does it, but yeah. for us, we I've never really cared. And, but also, too, you don't see the dirty play come out of Northwestern that you just saw from Indiana. So right. that, um, but yeah, there's never been a reason to not like Indiana really a whole lot before this. But yeah, yeah this was bad face for them. And uh, the officiating was terrible. The officials were right there for some of them. Yeah, it's not surprising that a lot of it didn't get called. Um, but they're right there for some of it. Totally missed some obvious stuff with it. The big, huge question mark is just how the heck do you let that happen with the kick? I mean, that is blatant. <laughs> right. Now, I remember, I want to say yeah. it was maybe four years ago, Wisconsin was out playing like Arizona State or something like that. And I remember vividly that they were running, they, they were going down and they were trying to get set for a field goal or a final touchdown or something. And an Arizona player just flopped on the ball. Like everybody was getting off the pile and everything. And then the Arizona uh, or Arizona state player, whoever it was just essentially flopped on the ball. And the official was just kind of like, uh, I don't know what to do. And there was nothing that. I mean, I guess I feel like that you could try to get away with a little bit more because it's just like, 
okay, it was fast pace moving and everything. People were coming off the pile. Maybe play until the whistle goes. You know, players are just doing their thing. They're in the pile and everything. Right. But that player for Indiana distinctly goes up, doesn't need to be that close to the official with the ball, and goes up and kicks it. Yeah, yeah. Obvious. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's just like, dude, you, you know what's going on here because time is transpiring. The whole officiating crew should have known what was going on there, and he chose nothing to do about it. Yeah, I know, and that, and I thought the official dropped the ball like he was trying to handle it, and he just kind of didn't handle it very well. But and then I noticed him kick the ball. I said, "No wonder why that uh, ref couldn't pick it up and put it in time." But the very fact that he didn't call that made me go, "How did he not know what time it was?" Him going, "Oh yeah, you don't think it, you literally for him to get the ball back in his hand, two seconds were gone." If no, oh. now if there was ever an instance that a player kicked the ball. That would be a delay of pe- a game penalty anytime. Right. Right. Especially when the half is the clock is going and the game the half is about to end. That is like okay, if uh if the players are after a play and they toss it to the official and the official doesn't see it and everything and it lands on the ground and a player goes up and kicks it instead of picking it up, delay right. a game penalty. Uh, right. All the right. time, all day long. Yeah, didn't call it. Yeah. It, the it, only thing the only thing I can hope is that we got all the crappy officiating out this week. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then obviously the just—I mean, all, most of all the players on Michigan saw the hit on Edwards, and is probably one of the di- dirtiest hit I ever seen. Just you know, leading with his helmet, with the crown of his helmet. Just lucky he didn't hurt him more. And to me, we're just very thankful that he wasn't hurt more. Um, but uh, you know, our prayers going to him and. Uh, good re- uh, speedy recovery for that and to chase Winovich who I heard is doing pretty well. So, um, but yeah, it actually could have been worse than it was. And Indiana really made some cheap shots in this game for them to act like they didn't. That's ridiculous. They know it. Now there, here's the the last thing that I'll say about this topic and everything. Um, that hit on the kick return. Um, yeah, that guy was, he was, I mean, he was high, uh, like he, he was high on his body. What, what, what do you expect? They're going to probably call targeting. I don't know if that, see this one I feel is more closely related to the Winovich one where you're just kind of like, okay, intent questionable. But right. part of the thing too, is like I said, there are so many things that Indiana did in that game where it's just like, okay, this seems like too much of a coincidence with the, with a block. Um, uh, the block hit on Edwards, yeah, it was bad, and I think he was going for a big hit. I don't know if he was going for that outrageous, uh, outrageous, and that harmful of a hit. I don't know. I'll say that much. Right. But if they were, there was talk about you know, I can't remember which injury it was. There were so many injuries with Michigan players, and then there was talk about the unsportsman like conduct of the yep. Indiana players on the sideline and everything. Yeah. So I mean, I mean that, just, it just all piles up. I mean, as this game went and you started seeing these injuries and these dirty hits in the fourth quarter, did you say, man, this team, I'm worried. I'm, let me ask you a really serious question. Like, did you think 
this is going to happen again. It it to me it felt like Indiana wanted another hit on another player. It fe- it felt like that. I even said it to the friends me in the in the room. I said, "Man, it just looks like Indiana's gearing up for another bad hit just based on how it's this game's going." And it it worried me because I thought it would be on one of those impact players that we have. And to me, it just didn't feel like it felt like it's just going to happen till the very final whistle and it's over. But to me, I was a little worried about it. Were you? I mean, I was. I was going, man, it just looks like Indiana's not done. Uh, I was I was a little bit. But um, but I can't and I can't remember when it happened in the game, but Shea started running a little bit more and I was like, oh, my gosh, come on, really? Yeah, um, I know. Yes, he this did. is what we don't need right now. But uh, the first couple runs that he had were not super impressive, and he kind of got in the middle of a pile, which was worrisome. But then he, then after that, I think he had just a couple more, and he ran out of bounds, especially yeah. on a big one. And I was like, okay, all right, just get it done, score the points, get done, get out of here, let's move on. Yeah. So I, I don't. I don't think I was really too worried, but I mean, it was kind of in the back of your mind. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially on Shea. Yeah. About mostly him that I'm going, they're going to try some kind of lick on him, but uh, yeah, I'm just glad. I mean, what I'm hearing is there's good news. Um, the x-rays on Chase Winovich is negative. So that's good news. I, I got a feeling he will play in this Ohio state game. Um, we'll see what practice does this week, but, uh, I don't think you're going to keep chase out of this game coming up. <laughs> I think yeah, this no. is waiting for and looking, looking for Edwards on the other hand, I think he's going to be out. I think, um, he was pretty banged up and he's got some, uh, other problems too, but, uh, I think he has a concussion and things like that. But, uh, um, yeah, could have been a lot worse for us, Michigan and in, in this game, but I think, to me, I think this game coming up, we're going to be full steam. So, yeah, yeah, no, we'll we'll see. Um, I keep having to kind of catch myself because I keep wanting to uh, talk about things with the next game, but right. the Indiana game is done. We'll talk about some of the details here and everything uh, now. After that, talking about all that other junk, uh, but before we do. Uh, I'll finish off with screw you, Indiana. That was yeah. stupid. And I hope you don't become bowl eligible. Have yeah. a good day. Yeah, exactly. Well put. Yeah. Actually have a crappy day. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I hope your Monday sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Way to, way to reflect a way to be a, probably one of the most respectful teams I thought in the big 10. I really liked them. And now I don't know, man, it's, you're going to have to, do something better. Do something. You can't play like that. Man. Well, then Mike, Mike Hart is on their team. I know. Coaching. Yeah. So yeah. And he's that, a good, he's doing a pretty good coaching job with uh, Taylor. So, yeah. So that was kind of interesting. thing. Anyways, 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 anyways. Okay. So as we said, uh, it was 31 uh, 20 was the final score of the game. Uh, Michigan 10 win streak. Uh, Indiana finds itself at five and six. Like I said, they're going to be looking at try to be bowl eligible next week with whoever they play Maryland, I think. But, um, so some of the things to take note from this game, um, 
Third down efficiency, Indiana was 9 for 17. Michigan was 7 for 15. Uh, and then uh, total yards, I – oh, I forgot to kind of compare this and everything. Total yards, uh, 385, Indiana put up on Michigan. Um, it really comes down to Michigan had a, fir- a bad first half. Uh, the yeah. second half wasn't perfect, but Indiana only scored three points. So I'm pretty sure if you can keep any team to only scoring three points in the second half, you're probably going to win. So um, Michigan put up 507 total yards. Um, Indiana, 195 passing, 190 rushing. Uh, Michigan with 250 passing and 257 rushing. Pretty even day for uh, Michigan there. Uh, two turnovers by Indiana, and then uh, the one interception by Shea. And then I kind of thought that this was uh, going to be an issue. I wasn't really keeping track during the game. But uh, Michigan only finished with four penalties for 45 yards. Indiana was seven for 62. I kind of felt like there were more flags on Michigan, but I, I guess I didn't recognize everything, so... Yeah. But uh, big players of the game, uh, to point out uh, some performances, Shea Patterson wound up going 16 for 28, 250 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, Karan Higdon did get himself into triple digits again this game, uh, just ever so slightly. 21 carries for 101 yards, uh, and he got himself a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we almost had a 100-yard rusher and a 100-yard receiver. Not as close. But uh, Gentry put up 83 yards. He was the leading receiver. Um, He had uh, a pretty good game. Uh, The ball was very, very, I don't know if I would say evenly distributed, widely distributed. There we go. Is what I want to go for because there were – Plenty of players to receive. I don't have uh, it all counted up, but Gentry, Eubanks, Collins, Bell, Peoples-Jones, Perry, Higdon, Edwards, Black, Evans, McCune. Long yeah. list. And every um, only one had three receptions, while three had two, and then everybody else had one. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I think, and I want to say this because I know if, if I don't say it, you're going to say it, so I'm going to steal it. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that the highlight has to be that Michigan has a kicker. Yeah. How, how about that? Moody. Yeah. So, I mean, it was so, um, I didn't know who it was at first that the very fact is when I tweeted, I didn't realize I, I put down Nordine and I didn't realize Moody. So I went, whoa, that, uh, I guess Nordine was feeling sick during this game. And I'm like, okay and moody was calm cool collected and kicked some beautiful field goals man and man did we need that though think about it we say i said this in the beginning of the year i think or not the beginning but kind of towards the middle where nordine seemed to be very shaky and things seemed to be mental again with him i don't know what it is with this guy but he seems to come out of the gates doing well then he just falls apart and his kicks, and they kind of look like lame duck kicks going through the goalposts. And I'm like, even on his point afters, just don't look confident. And then they trot out this guy, 
at the last moment saying you're going to be up. He comes up there and he kicks a, a Michigan record, gets the record for six field goals in a game and hits all of them, hits them great. And I'm like, there you go, man. Yeah. <laughs> next one up, right? It's the next one up. And friend, I, it, if, oh, go ahead. I mean, I'm like, there you go. It's This is this whole you had your chance this guy stepped up in a big game to probably win this game. I mean, you know, got points on the board for us, but, uh, and I said, we might need a game where we're going to need somebody who's going to kick some ball, you know, kick some field goals to put us ahead. And he did. So, yeah, dude, if, if he didn't play, I mean, it's possible that Michigan wouldn't have won. I mean, he put 19 points up. He almost scored as many points as all of Indiana. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Freshman, like, <laughs> first game in, first time kicking for Michigan, sets the single game record. Oh, wow. Good for him, man. Yeah, and he's a, uh, a Michigan kid from Northville, uh, Northville, Michigan. Yeah. So. Man, excellent. That's just great. That's what we need. We need a good kicking game. And he did it. And er, um, Harbaugh gave him a great chance to do it. And he, he came through. And, man. That's great that you know if one isn't doing well, you got one backup. So. Yeah, I guess see. So, I think one of the things, and you know, and I'll touch on during the game, and I noticed was, and you know, there's some good things, and then I'll say some kind of poor things in this game was the very fact is Michigan, Michigan coming up with what? How many yards? Total yards they have over 500, and then. My problem is, is we're talking the problem with red zone efficiencies with Michigan again. We're getting to a point where it's like, you know, you had eight trips in the red zone, you only scored two touchdowns. And that's where I'm starting to go, you know, Michigan, you're going to have to start. We wouldn't be where they're at. We wouldn't be struggling mightily. We, we, in that first series with that Michigan game, man, we ran the ball well. And then what happens when you get into the red zone, you get to that 20, 15-yard mark, that defense starts compressing, and it becomes you're not going to be able to run like you can because of that. And Michigan couldn't do it, and they couldn't punch it in, so you get a field goal out of it. But I'm like, this is where I start going. I worry about Michigan because of the very fact there's a red zone and the opportunities in creating um, plays to get your players to be succeed to get touchdowns. Um, and some of those slants work, uh, getting your tight ends involved, you know, doing some dump passes to your, uh, running back, something in those areas and they didn't do it. And that worries me at times because I start seeing that this happening with Michigan, um, time and time again. I mean, we're talking about, I think they did it even with Rutgers. They had a little bit of red, red zone problems that they're leaving points on the board and, you know, we got a kicker. That's great. I mean, that part I worried about long before this game, but now I'm starting to see this, you know, we need TDs, you know, we need to start getting touchdowns here and we're not getting them yet. So, so are you worried? Um, I'm not worried only because we still have a defense that seems to help. Uh, I'm not worried because we have Shea under center. Um, I'm only worried that, you know, when you start getting up, to playing teams like let's say Ohio State coming up that you know you're in the red zone you got to score um I'm happy I'm very 
What calms it more, I guess it's, let's put it this way. What calms me a little bit more is knowing that we do have a kicker that can kick field goals and the Moody and doing a great job. That way we have at least three points on the board. But you have to remember, Jim Harbaugh was going for it on fourth fourth downs. He was going, you know, we got a fourth down here. I'm going to go for it because of the very fact is Nordine couldn't kick um, field goals very well. And that's why he's doing it. And now I'm feeling a little bit at ease with Moody there, but I don't know. Two touchdowns with eight trips in the red zone. Don't you find that a problem against Indiana? I do. No. You don't, huh? Oh. No. Okay. Nope. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nope. I'm. I'm not worried. I'm not worried, and there'll be more. There'll, there's more that I'll get into it when we talk about it next week, but um, or not next week, but next episode and everything. But I'm, I'm. I think the offensive line's a little banged up. Uh, yeah, that's possible. I'm not too worried about it. And exactly kind of what you said, too. I mean, we have a capable kicker now. I mean, obviously, they probably right. really didn't know it. But uh, there's capable kicking and everything. So, Right. And, hey, guess what? What? Uh, so, Jake Moody scored more points in his debut for Michigan than... Quinn Nordine has scored in any game so far this year. Wow, really? Yeah, I was trying to see if there was uh, information from last year, but I can't find information from last year for yeah. it. But, yeah, so the most points that Nordine has scored in a game is 12. And right. Moody put up 19. So, Yeah. I mean, what was your assessment in this game based on the very fact is, you know, Michigan didn't seem to – I think – if you look at it in the past two games, they've been giving up a lot of yards on the ground. I mean, Stevie Scott, what do you have, like 139 rushing yards and a touchdown? On something like that. But yeah, me, I mean, I'm looking at him going, do you look at it as, do you, are you seeing Michigan these past two games? And I'm going to throw Rutgers in there too, because do you see it as them kind of, taking it easy on these teams you know what i mean and they're not really going full out <laughs> and i think indiana kind of surprised them and that's why they were like well, all right we got to play catch up a little bit and we got to win this game now or do you see them you know what i mean do you see them as kind of kind of not taking these games as seriously as they should or and waiting and looking ahead to ohio state uh i think that may have been some of it um, I mean, you know, Indiana's going to give it all they've got to. I, I don't know how much weighs into as well about from the idea of, hey, don't, you know, don't get yourself injured out there. Right. You know? So, uh, I, it, it was a weird weekend for a lot of people, and it happens. You know, Michigan's done pretty well. They had the weird game against Northwestern, which Northwestern has proved itself to be better than we thought. Um, so, you know, sometimes it happens, you know, they, even with how the first half went though and everything, you never really, I at least never felt worried in this game. Like at halftime, I said, am I happy? No, but am I worried? No. Right. So me me too. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's to me, I'm like, it was like one of those teams, like, you know, and I, I noticed you mentioned about all the other teams, struggling this week even uh, alabama struggling um some of the big names struggling with all these teams 
and then Michigan struggling in the first half as well. And I'm wondering, you know, it seemed like everybody was, and not just Michigan. So, yeah, no, yeah, Indiana's given people some trouble and everything. So, I mean, it's not like we performed awful. Yeah, you would have liked to see some more uh, production from the offense. I think the defense, there were just some things that kind of in the first half. I mean, you see it almost every game um, where that'll happen, that something will come up and, you know, they'll get a score out of it and everything. They wound up getting uh, 20 total points, but I'm not, no, not, not really worried. So yeah, just I mean some of those I have to say the quarterback and and some well, some of those uh, play calls were really well done because they kind of gave Michigan fits on those crossing routes. I mean <clears throat> I have to say some of those were really on the money and they gave us a lot of problems. So yeah, and that and it was kind of not the worst thing to have some things kind of exposed or brought to light, which I'm sure that some people were aware of anyways. But right. on it's like hey, you know, gotta got to identify this because if not it's gonna it's gonna bite us next week yeah so i mean even the running in back you know i'll go back to michigan is how how much how much yardage that higdon gets when he's probably dead to rights on some of those uh running plays he he probably gets three more that he should be tackled in the backfield or at least get a few yards he gets two or three extra I've noticed with this offensive line and man, he played really, really well and they didn't even use him the whole game. So, and that's where I'm always looking at him going, man, he's such a fine finesse runner. He sees the holes. He guts out every two or three more yards to get where we're at. And I, man, I just think that guy's a fantastic running back. So, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, but I mean, there were some things to point out too. Uh, I mean, of course, every game there are a couple play calls that you kind of scratch your head a little bit about. Um, like the uh, fourth down, one of the fourth downs in the first half, uh, they had I think Higdon run it instead of uh, Mason run it. I think right. was that it. Um, you know, there were a couple of things that were a couple head scratchers and whatnot. But uh, there were some things that. I mean, you see in different games at different times, but there were some things I noticed and picked up on this one that um, made me happy to see where on some of the long passes that uh, Shea was able to connect on, I noticed that there was a shallow crossing route. Yeah. And the player was open. I saw that actually, I believe, at least twice um, that I picked up on it. And so we've seen some times where it's just like, guys, why is there not a dump player? You know, somebody that you can just get the ball out to and, you know, get some kind of positive yardage on. Yeah. Um, now, of course, I mean, the play calls help it because it helps stretch out the defense and everything, and so that's there. But sometimes, not saying that I've dissected the film all the time uh, super in-depth, but you don't see that sometimes. So to see that against Indiana this week was nice. So uh, positive things to take away. Yeah, I feel like, a lot of people are, I don't know if I would say worried. I mean, obviously, we would have liked it to be better. It is what it is. Second right. half went really well. I'm, And after this, it's going to be a different week. It's always a different week. This is a different team. 
there's a lot to look at moving forward. So, yeah, and you saw the long ball by Shea Patterson, and you brought that up as how he did a pretty good job of that. Yeah, he looked a little off today. Shea did. Um, I think he was uh, gutting out some of those yardage to get first downs, like he always does. I think I think there was a time where Shea started taking this game seriously. Like, hey, you know what? Let's not look to Ohio State. Let's take care of business here. And we're going to let's win this game and win it handily and finish and move on. Um, so that's why I think he was doing some of those run plays. But it was smart of him when anytime he did roll out, he ran out of bounds when he could have gutted out extra yardage. And he didn't do that. I think he even he knew I got to be healthy. <laughs> so um, but, yeah, I thought Shea did some good things. I thought the long ball was really, really well. Uh um, I thought uh, some of those passes, there's a few passes I thought he was short again. If he just throws past the defender a little bit more and let his guys go get it, I think he can hook up. But um, I think that's what you're talking about was the arm strength of can he, you know, throw a ball uh, pretty far? Yeah, he's not bad. He's not great, but I think he's he's good good enough. But um, but I think Shea's just every – I think every time he seems to – he wants to win – and I think Michigan's missed that for a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, like you said, he connected on all fronts on different receivers, tight ends, receivers, and it was great to see, man. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, some good stuff going on. Shea has been uh, steady and pretty consistent. So Yeah, I mean, he threw the interception, and if you look back at that interception, it was he was he was rushed, and I don't think he saw that player there. And so, yeah, it was a bad throwing ball. It was on him, but – um he the dude very seldomly uh throws interception so yeah it was just you know that happens yeah no i think it was i think it's honestly i think it was maybe a good thing that happened and that was this week and everything where it's just kind of like a reminder of okay hey this is gonna happen can't let that kind of mistake happen again um i mean of course it's always nice to have the uh non-turnovers and everything, but uh, maybe it's a good thing to have that little reminder where it's just like, hey, you've made this mistake uh, like what, like two times this year or something like that. And he, he's been good at stepping up and kind of answering the call and recovering from when the team turns over and things like that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, quick note, though, too, I mean, obvious since uh, Moody set a school record for field goals in the game and everything that he would most likely have more points than Nordine has ever put up. Uh, he uh, 12 is the most points that he's put up this year. Last year I looked it up. Uh, the most points they put up in a game was 17. So yeah, Moody coming in yeah, uh, yeah. with a good impression there and everything. So uh, let's go ahead and go through uh, some other things here with the game uh, with what we were doing with um, lock it or dump it and some of our predictions, and everything. Uh, we had the question, um, locker dump. The Michigan defense will get multiple interceptions. They only got one. They got multiple turnovers, but not multiple interceptions. Uh, Craig, you got the uh, dump on that. Uh, we both <laughs> locked this uh, under interesting circumstances. Nordine will hit two field goals. We both dumped that. Didn't even kick uh, attempt one. Right. Uh, Michigan will have a 100-yard rusher and a 100-yard receiver. Like I said, it was kind of close. Uh, he didn't uh, cross the sh- the threshold, but Gentry was short by 17 yards. 
And then our locks we totally botched on. Oh, man. As Penn State only won by 13 points instead of the spread of 28 over Rutgers. It looked and, like they win by more. Yeah. yeah. And Michigan State with – I don't even I don't even know what you really want to call it. Right. God, it was um, a field goal. There was no touchdowns in that game. It was all field goals. Yeah. So that was like the uh, Michigan Michigan State game. What was that? 2012 or no? Yeah. I don't even know when it was. Yeah. It was a mess though. So. Yeah. One of those. I I didn't watch it, and then after when I saw the score, I was like, I was glad I didn't watch that. So. Uh, but actually, that gives us an opportunity to roll right into the uh, score breakdown uh, since we're kind of talking about it. Talk about the other games that happened this weekend. So, Northwestern, your leading Western Division champions, um, continue to win as they took down Northwest uh, Minnesota on the road 24-14. Already mentioned this, but Michigan State was on the road at Nebraska with a final score of 6-9. Um, they fell to Nebraska, so Nebraska won 9-6. Sorry, I said that kind of backwards. Um, in the crazy overtime debacle that could have easily turned uh, um, turned out differently, Number 10, Ohio State survives by the smallest margin of 52 to 51 over Maryland as the uh, Maryland receiver and quarterback failed to connect in a two-point conversion for the win. Uh, like we mentioned, uh, 14 Penn State on the road at Rutgers, 120-7. Iowa just thoroughly rolling over Illinois, 63-0 to at wow. Illinois. Man. And then another overtime game, three overtimes. I did not watch this. This is crazy. I did not realize it was three overtimes. Wisconsin, 47, Purdue, 44. <laughs> Yikes. Yep. So that is your big 10 from the weekend. So. Yeah, that Ohio State game was crazy, man. It was, yeah. Got to watch that, and I was like. Well, they had a chance to win that game, and he had a guy open. He didn't see him, and then he just—I think he was trying to throw it to him, and he threw it way past him. <laughs> yeah, like, yet yet another game where Ohio State could have easily lost. Yeah, man, great. Yeah, it, it's one of those games where I'm going. I always go, man. Eh, Ohio State will find a win, way to win. So, yep, and they found a way to survive. Yep. So, well, that's uh, that wraps up that week, uh, week 12 of uh, college football, and we're going into rivalry week, the week of the game. Yeah, uh, and we'll be talking more about that. Uh, like I mentioned before, if you want to call and leave your thoughts and predictions about the game. Uh, you can always call our voicemail, leave a short message, uh, do so before Tuesday at 10 p.m. The number to call is 551-258-3276. Really easy to remember because it is 551-BLUE-BRO. So, yep. All right. Yeah, great win. Let's get 
Yeah, I know. You got Thanksgiving coming up, and then you got this game, man. The game. Yeah, it's it's a. This is always a weird week. Yeah. I like it, but at the same time, I kind of don't like it. <laughs> I know. I know. I actually, um, as a quick side note and everything here, as we're getting ready to sign off, um, I uh, fortunately will actually only be going into work on Monday, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have the rest of the week off. So, I don't know. I, I, I Part of me is kind of, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Because is that going to make the week draw out longer and just make it take longer for Saturday to get here? Or am I going to be able to fill up the whole time enough and keep myself busy that it's going to go by faster? Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be a fun week. So, it's going to be a long week, I think. So. Um, uh, yeah, just Michigan's got to hone in on what they want to do. So I think you know this is what this is. This is so important. This game coming up to them. So yeah, absolutely. Which we'll talk more about that next time. Uh, I had to yep. stop myself several times because I was going to start talking about it and start getting yep. into it. So we'll be bl- ready. We'll, we'll we'll get to it. Yep, we will. I don't blame you. It's going to be fun. Yeah, the episode should be coming out. Um, normally, we, we release the college football playoff rankings on Wednesday uh, and then release the preview on Thursday. But because of the holiday and everything, we'll be releasing both of them. Should be on Wednesday this week. So you'll have two episodes being released on one day. So, All right. Well, as always, we... Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. We thank you guys for hanging out with with us. I hope you guys have a good Monday, good start to the week, the holiday week, and we'll finish things off with Go Blue. Go Blue.